0: with Two Travel Dads podcast and also with me is Chris. Hi. rob's husband. Hi. Hello. That's true. <laughs> um we are coming back to you after we just had an episode about um downtown St. Augustine and our favorite things to do and our favorite spots to eat. Um and now we're talking about a couple of the other places right there in the North Florida co- coast that we love. Um we're going to start with St. Augustine Beach because it's awesome and um Yeah, I love it. Um, First off, what's your favorite thing about St. Augustine Beach, either the beach or the neighborhoods?
1: Um, I think it's really the beaches. The beaches there are really quite beautiful, Um, you know, really throughout Florida. But um, when you can get on a a white sandy beach and uh, run out into the water and have it not make your feet like go and go numb. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Like they do up here in the Northwest. It's amazing. So, um, I really enjoy, um, being able to just relax on the beach and see all the wildlife there Yeah, and, um, actually enjoy going in the water.
0: Living in the Seattle area. I think that's why we go to Florida as much as we do and enjoy Florida as much as we do is that we don't get to swim in the ocean here. Like when we drive out to the ocean and take like the five hour drive, um, we sit on the sand oh it's so cold <laughs> but in florida we get to enjoy it um which is why we love st augustine beach so it's got um it's its own city so it's got the whole um, neighborhood structure as well as restaurants and interesting attractions and sites um there's a public's grocery store you know things like that um but yeah so let's talk about the beaches there's a couple there that are pretty great um Starting down at the south. No, let's start at the north. Anastasia Island State Park. That is the northernmost tip of St. Augustine. Oh, is that the Shelley one? That is the Shelley one. So it is a huge state park um, on Anastasia Island because, you know, it's separated from um, St. Augustine by the Intracoastal Waterway. So that makes it an island. Um, When you get there, directly inside the gates is the, um, it's actually the old quarry um, that they were able to pull all of the coquina rock from to build the Castillo de San Marcos, um, in St. Augustine, which is cool. Bring your bug spray, bring your bug spray because it is, it's one of those ocean hammock areas. So it's kind of that low forest of palms, a palmetto forest. Um, and the mosquitoes really, Oh, they were it. intense. Oh they were severe. Gosh. We ended up running out of there. Um, although we were really enjoying the ranger talk we had to leave (laughs) yeah we
1: felt horrible because the ranger was amazing but um our oldest has severe reactions to mosquito bites and so we had to get out of there yeah by the time we're in the car he was swollen so
0: good times so but that is not the standard for this part of florida there's a couple spots uh -uh. where you'll find mosquitoes um and that was one of them but moving from there and heading out towards the beach um it is a state park so it does have um a day use fee, which is not bad. I think it's like eight bucks or something, maybe six bucks. Um, But when you head out to the beach, there's some large parking areas. There's some places for you to put in kayaks into the salt run, which is kind of a little inlet right there. But once you're at the beach, there are boardwalks to take you across the dunes, or if you want to hike along the ridge of the dunes, there's actually a boardwalk for that also. And um, it's just beautiful. It's Was the sand there the pink sand or the white sand? I don't remember.
1: Oh, no, it was the pink sand. It was was really
0: shelly sand. Yeah, so um, gorgeous, fun, windy.
1: Windy, yeah, the water was still nice. I mean, it was great. The kids were able to look for shells and they just like to dig in the sand. So they could have stayed there for hours just digging and digging and trying to create tunnels and and, you know little crevices and stuff for the water to go through and um, making their little pools. Yeah,
0: so it's a really awesome, it's the easiest beach to get to from downtown St. Augustine. Just hop across the Lion's Bridge and then um, another, what, five minutes and you're there. So that is gonna be, for sure, something to put on your list of things to do, if for nothing else, for its convenience. <laughs> um, and then going south from there, the next, there's, there's a couple other beach access spots like directly um, next to, I think it was the Embassy Suites Hotel um, there's a beach access spot. There's another one a little further down that looks like a dead end, but it's got some parking. It's another beach access. But the Ocean Hammock Park has a large parking area and it's got another one of those great boardwalks that takes you through, it's almost like a little miniature, you know, Palmetto Swamp kind of.
1: Oh, I would say swamp. It's definitely a swamp.
0: Yeah, it's 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 really weird. Like as far as like geology goes, it's just this pool of, water that has the most perfectly still green algae surface to it that you've ever seen. Not in like the creepy gross way, but no, it's pretty. Just yeah. don't fall in. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. So you walk across that and then that takes you out to the dunes, you cross the dunes and then you are down on this one's the white sand. one. This right? is the white sandy beach. Yeah. Um, and we say like sugar sand. Yeah. It literally what is like, somebody took a whole bunch of sugar and dumped it on the beach. It is that fine and beautiful. And when you go to leave the beach, it is so fine and beautiful, like sugar, that it is stuck to you. And it's kind of difficult to get off.
1: Oh, it's not bad, though. I prefer that sand over the Shelly stuff any day. Oh, see, I prefer the Shelly stuff over that. (laughs) It makes it, I I feel like, uh, well, for me, putting back on my sandals after that type of sand experience is much more comfortable than the other.
0: Oh, I guess, yeah, like in terms of blisters. and. Oh, yeah, I don't like blisters. Okay, yeah, Mm -mm. Sold. But um, yeah, so Ocean Ocean Hammock is a really, really wonderful spot. And we went there actually on this last trip, we went there twice, because it's conveniently located as well, has lots of parking, and is beautiful. So you can't go wrong. Um, A couple other beaches along there is, um, there's Crescent Beach, and that is right down by um, Matanzas Beach. And those are down at the south end of the St. Augustine beach area before you start getting into like Marine land and Palm coast. So, um, without leaving the area, you've got five or six solid beach options just right there. So plenty of fun to have on the sand. And since we're kind of, if you're following along on a map, which you're probably not, but whatever, um, we've headed you down find to one in the show notes. I will put one in the show notes. That's okay. perfect. Um, (laughs) the show notes is where it's at. Literally all of our information will just sit right there. Um, As you are heading down to the south part of St. Augustine Beach, um, there is a national park site that I think is one of the coolest. I like it just as much as the Castillo de San Marcos. It's called Fort Matanzas National Monument. And it's free, which is awesome. Um, What do you want to say about
1: Is that the one where we also had to run through? Okay,
0: so before he says it out loud, depending on the time of year you go, you may encounter mosquitoes.
1: I just like to make sure people are prepared.
0: (laughs) It's true. I don't want
1: to throw you in there and be like, those people didn't tell us about these, this crazy swarm of mosquitoes to watch out for. Even though the fort is really amazing and it's super cool, you must make it through a cloud of mosquitoes. And I don't know what time of year... But just be prepared with bug spray. That's all I'm saying.
0: So the first time we went there, it was in November. And um, it was mosquito heaven. Like, it was intense. Like, running with the kids, protecting them until we got down to the river. Down at the river, it was fine. Not a mosquito in sight, which is great. And, like, when we got out to the fort, because Fort Matanzas is across the river, so you actually have to take a little ferry to get over there. Yeah, super cool. It's absolutely beautiful. We have a whole article about it on twotraveldads.com, so... That will be linked in the show notes. Um, But then I also went back to Fort Matanzas this summer. I was there in June. There was not a mosquito around. It was amazing. Um, Got to do the Matanzas Overlook Trail, which is another cool boardwalk. They love their boardwalks in Florida. Thank goodness, it makes for fun, easy hiking. But um, got to do the Overlook Trail, which is this great winding nature trail through the Palmetto Forest and um, Saw some of the most enormous spiders and spider webs I've ever seen. Chris would have freaked out because they were like three, four inches across, and their spider webs were several You're feet. I'm not a fan. <laughs> As somebody who doesn't really mind spiders, I thought it was the coolest thing, and I was there with a couple kids because I was there with a friend, and um, her kids also thought it was amazing. So I was not alone in that. And also, we saw um, some what were they called? Black rat snakes or black pine snakes? Nope. I don't remember. You weren't. <laughs> he wasn't there, but um, again, just- I like spiders and snakes behind glass. I like them in nature. <laughs> but one of the cool things about this very specific trail is that these enormous black snakes, I'm talking like four to five feet long, they um, find their way onto the palm fronds and they just kind of hang out. And if you are walking and you accidentally bump one of them, that's kind of going over the trail, um, the snake freaks out and it drops to the ground and slithers, and it's because it's so big, it's really loud and kind of nerve-wracking. If you could see the face, Chris is making. Nope,
1: nope, nope, nope.
0: <laughs> so cool. Anyways, Fort Matanzas is awesome. You get to ride the little ferry across the river. Um, you get to climb up a ladder through a narrow opening in the top of this old Coquina fort. Uh, Sounds like a few challenges to get to this cool place. Oh, it's, it's totally, it's, it's, there's totally challenges to it. Between running through the mosquitoes, hopping a boat, um, climbing a ladder, avoiding, um, raining snakes, uh, avoiding raining snakes. It's like if Indiana Jones went to Florida, he'd go here, but it really isn't that bad. It actually just trust me. Don't trust him. Trust me. It's amazing. And I recommend it, and it's free, and we love free activities, and you get a National Park stamp and your parks passport, so don't miss it. Um, As we head north back towards the main town of St. Augustine, uh, the next, I think, super cool spot is the Alligator Farm. We've been there a couple times, too. Yeah, the Alligator Farm is amazing.
1: Um, Just So much to see and do there. The kids were so entertained, but... There's so many different species of alligators, and crocodiles, and then everything in between. So,
0: and to be clear, so the alligator farm, if you aren't familiar, you might think it is a gator wrestling place because Florida has a reputation for having weird wildlife attractions such as gator wrestling. This is nothing like that. That you'll find down closer to the Everglades and um, some less cultured, less um, zoological places. I say less culture just I've because... I've
1: never even heard of this. I didn't know it was a thing.
0: When we went through the Everglades, there was a couple gator wrestling places. They uh, There was, like, gator wrestling and airboats. Maybe that's another podcast episode we should have. All the things that Chris didn't notice in the Everglades. <laughs> They're really creepy. Anyways, um, so the St. Augustine Alligator Farm, it is a really old, awesome zoo. Um, it was built in the 1890s, and, um, gosh, it's got so many species of crocodilians and birds there's an amazing um native bird what did they call it was it a rookery or a roost roostery are you talking about the rookery that was by with all with the, the spoon bills and the yeah that's ibises. a rookery it was a rookery there you go rookery um and it was amazing because spoon bills are one of my favorite birds they are these pink florida birds that have bills shaped like spoons and they're big and they're beautiful, but um, there's a whole spot there that they just come to roost and it's awesome. Um, but the highlight of the alligator farm, and that's it's the reason that I think we all love it so much, is the um, alligator pond. And I don't know, it, it's kind of nerve wracking I feel like
1: there's at least 50 alligators in there. At least. At least. It's, um, they just look like rocks and they stare at you.
0: Until a bird lands on the water and then and it
1: may or may not decide to snatch it
0: <laughs> so our first trip there we were just walking along it's so again boardwalk going across this pond and you're just kind of overwhelmed because there are so many gators below you and they're not just like baby gators these are huge oh no like, they're as tall as you
1: it's not taller
0: yeah no these are like 10 foot long yeah i guess not tall but like yeah like yeah, lo- yeah. like long they're they're huge um but they're all just kind of, they kind of swim over each other and they kind of walk over each other. The ones in the water are just kind of staring at you. and
1: Yeah, they don't blink.
0: Yeah, no, they don't blink. It, it's weird. Their eyes
1: are either open or closed.
0: And if they open their mouths, sometimes they'll do this little, and they just leave it open. And they can kind of do this growl. It's pretty cool. But um, no, so our first time there, we were walking along just in awe of all these gators. And then we look over, and then all the water's going crazy, and there's like, bird feathers and you can see that a gator is like pulling something under and it was um nature happening before our eyes it
1: was like a nat geo moment
0: it was a total nat geo moment but that doesn't happen every time but it is just as cool every time and um we love it the kids love it and i would say it is absolutely worth adding yeah they've got tons of
1: different birds um and uh, and another wildlife there too even komodo dragons
0: yeah yeah so um Check it out. It's a part of the American Zoological Association. So um, you know that they've got people checking in on it. Um, we haven't done it yet, but there's zip lines too. There are zip lines. I So I'm not into zip lines, especially zip lines that go over alligators. That doesn't sound great to me. I, I'm sure it's I bet safe. they
1: have a very high success rate in customer yes, satisfaction rate.
0: I also would assume so, but I'm still not into it. Next time yeah, you and can I'm not into that. spiders or like snakes okay. on me. Yeah. Okay. Valid points. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, one other thing that's really cool to do right there in the St. Augustine Beach area is the St. Augustine Lighthouse. Um, it is really awesome. I'm actually the only one in our family who's gotten to go up to the top of it. And I've gone up there twice. Um, it's 219 steps to the top, which that might not seem like a lot, but it is the tallest it's the second tallest lighthouse in florida um we've done the tallest one as well it's down the daytona area it's the Ponce inlet light but um sorry i all of a sudden have like this. that's
1: for a different story
0: yeah that is a different story (laughs) but the saint augustine lighthouse is really nifty um it's red at the top and it has a spiral black and white stripe there's tons of history there they've got a really cool maritime museum it's even got a kids' playground at the base, um, which
1: is nice if the kids are unable to go up.
0: Yeah, so you've got to be 44 inches to climb the lighthouse, and you can't be carried by an adult, um, just because it is that this it's a see-through, like a it's a wrought iron staircase going all the way up, and if you are scared of heights, it's not for you. Just saying. And then when you get to the top, you get to go outside, and um, again, it's it's pretty open, and actually thinking about it right now and thinking about looking down and taking pictures, I'm getting this awful feeling inside because it is so tall. But you get an amazing view of the entire area and it's awesome and I recommend it. It's beautiful, especially at sunset. And if you like ghost tours, they even do a nighttime tour of the St. Augustine Lighthouse. Um, So you can hear about the ghost of the St. Augustine light and um, yeah, get creeped out while you climb a tall tower. So on if that's your thing. Should we talk about food before we move to the northern beaches? I've got a couple of restaurants that... Sure. Excellent. Let's do it. So the first spot um, to chat about is really cool. It's the Village Garden Food Truck Park. Um, food trucks, you know, they're starting to pop up everywhere. We've gone on a couple trips this year that have landed us in food truck parks. Um, when we went to Victoria in May behind the royal bc museum there was that what
1: oh, i just got confused i went from st augustine to victoria so i'm talking about all the food <clears throat> trucks food that truck. we've come oh, across okay. yeah. there was that cool food truck park up there there really was yeah anyways was like opposite
0: months. end of the continent there was an awesome food truck park in st augustine um all kinds of things from street tacos to wraps to wood fire pizzas all kinds of stuff bagels bagels mm-hmm.
1: yes oh and uh how do you pronounce that aCI oh i don't know actually I you know say it's that. a-c-a-i i think it's a-c-i is how you say A- it
0: acai acai bowls but
1: you know what we're talking about that word okay yeah a-c-a-i that word
0: anyways yeah so you know trendy healthy stuff to burgers you know all Really the
1: kind- delicious looking burgers. I didn't get one, but they looked amazing. Yeah.
0: So all, all the kinds of stuff that you are hoping for when it comes to like fresh stuff and Florida stuff. It's really cool. And it's an easy stop on your way either to the beach or back from the beach. Awesome. Um, the two other places that I thought we should just mention at least um, was the Salt Life Food Shack. They're right there in St. Augustine Beach. It's smack dab in the like kind of beach culture area where literally it's people walking back from the beach and the pier and everybody's covered in sand. And then there's this fantastic restaurant with a rooftop deck, really wonderful seafood um, and sushi. And the inside is really cool. It really embraces the surfiness of it all.
1: What I really liked about that place, just a a good plug is that um, at that time our youngest was uh, allergic to eggs. And so we needed to find something that, met his food requirements and um they were so great at being accommodating and quickly putting something together that uh, he was able to eat so um props to salt life
0: yeah super good and super cool that they take care of people i love that and then the other um spot that i made a note that i wanted to talk about was mango mangoes which is just it's it's, so good you have to say it twice that's its tagline Uh did you just look that up sure did (laughs) (laughs) that's really funny anyways yeah it is so good you have to say it twice so it's this really cool restaurant that blends um all kinds of caribbean food with your standard florida stuff which is just basically fresh seafood and um the big thing i remember there being really delicious um jerk seasoning which you know i love jerk seasoning it's um (laughs) i'll edit that and (laughs) Mango mangoes has really great um, jerk seasoning. I remember having some fantastic shrimp. Um, gosh, I wish I would have noted what else was super delicious, but we even left with a container of their own well, they spice. sell their own
1: um, jerk seasoning, which um, is delicious. I mean, we use it on chicken and fish, and I think even like potatoes, I mean it's it's a really good. Uh, flavorful seasoning that you can buy there that they yeah. make locally. When
0: a restaurant makes their own seasoning, you know they're doing something right. Yeah. It looks but like uh, you were looking for something. Well, I was what? just
1: looking. I was like, okay, what did I have there? Because, I mean, honestly, um, we went to Mango's Mango's like two trips ago, at least for me. So it's been quite a while. But, um, but you're right. I mean, they have everything from, um, you know, delicious like Mango's coconut shrimp to Mahi sliders um, to Caribbean jerk tuna tacos. So... Um, I mean, they have something there for everybody and, uh, really unique food offerings. Um, so definitely as Bob said, a place to go
0: check out to have a really good, um, food experience. Yeah. So this is going to be a little bit longer episode. We're going to move from, um, the St. Augustine beach area up to the North shore. Um, not North shore of Oahu, even though that place is amazing, but lots of good food trucks again. Yes. See, and there was food truck parks there too. Mm Mm-hmm. Everywhere we go, we are drawn to food truck parks. That apparently. was the
1: biggest truck, food truck park though.
0: But that's something we'll talk about in a different podcast episode. Yes, um, maybe that would be something we can chat about is a podcast episode, all about food trucks. Uh, but on the north end of St. Augustine, so you go drive, you know, back through the town, and then you head north, and you got across another bridge, and that puts you in the town of Valano Beach, and then just north of there is Ponte Vedra Beach, and that is where we've spent. Actually, quite a bit of time, both doing beach stuff and um, doing some cool learning. So, um, the first thing to know is that most of the northern part of Saint Augustine—it's all a protected preserve. So it's called. The, okay, you ready? Can you? Do you remember what it's called? No. Do you want to guess? Do you want to try and say it? It's a GTM something. It's the Guana Tolomato Matanzas Estuarian. Nature Research Reserve.
1: There you go, good job.
0: Yeah, so they also just call it the GTM. I like that. <laughs> so up in the GTM, it's got everything from um, the Tolomato River, which you know, you'll know you find manatees and fish and all kinds of other stuff, um, and pelicans. It's got the Tolomato River, it's got the dunes, it's got a low ocean hammock, palmetto forest, And then there's the dunes on the other side of the A1A highway that lead you down to the beaches. And um, one of the things to know about wildlife on the North Florida coast is that um, they've got a lot of turtles that come to the shore to dig their nests and lay their eggs. And then they've also got tortoises. And the tortoises do not belong in the water. They live in the dunes, right? So um, we got to see um, actually the last two trips I've seen tortoises. Did you guys see the tortoise on this last one? Nope. Uh, well we were there with some, um, with our crew filming a Best Western webisode. And, um. I think we were picking up like bottle caps Okay. And... Yeah. You guys were still cleaning up trash. That's true. But, um, no. So Mason was like, was walking back to the car to grab something and, um, saw him just standing there. He was watching a gopher tortoise digging a hole in the dune wall and like there mm. was sand flying everywhere. Oh, and... cool. Yeah, and then when I got up there, the tortoise was just sitting there and all that because he was his butt. But um, it's really cool. If you see a tortoise, it clearly looks very different from a turtle. Uh, Leave it be. It is not trying to get back to the water. Don't go put it in the water. They've got signs up that remind people not to put the tortoises in the water and just to leave the wildlife be. But um, it is something cool to watch for. And um, you'll see them all up and down the GTM reserve, which actually goes all the way down south of Fort Matanzas, down to the Marineland area. So it's a really cool, big, big area to explore. Um, The highlight for the kids there, I have to say, is probably the um, education center, which I think is pretty cool.
1: Well, yeah, and so do the kids, especially when they get a scavenger hunt. I think that always, for our kids anyways, generates interest, so Oliver spent his whole time trying to complete the whole entire thing, um, which got him completely engaged in every um every part of the educational center.
0: Yeah, it's it's really cool. And besides the specimen drawers and the dioramas, they've now got a new part of the GTM research reserve that has um native reptiles on display. So they've got some baby gators that they're raising and there are snakes behind glass. Um fish it's 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 really cool. Um it's worth stopping into learn a little something. And while you're there, you can also volunteer to do something like a beach cleanup, which we just got to do. And it was actually, it was both sad and fascinating. Yeah, it was really eye-opening.
1: They, um, of course, they provide you with the garbage bags and, um, you know, and latex gloves um, or latex-free gloves. Um, And and then what was interesting is, uh, you know, because they're also a, a research arm, um, and so they wanted to collect data too, at the same time. So they provide you with this, um, data sheet so that as you're out collecting, you know, finding, collecting garbage, um, you can, uh, identify what type of garbage you're finding. So whether or not it's a, a bottle cap or, um, a water bottle, um, or whatever it might be, you're keeping tally fishing of those line. items, fishing line, microplastics, Tampons. um, I didn't find any of those. I didn't
0: either, but it was on the list of things we might potentially find.
1: Got it. Um, but what was interesting is that while I was calling out everything I was finding, um, what peaked to the top were um, bottle caps and the like, water bottle bottle caps, mm-hmm. those type. Um, there were so many, and it's just so interesting because you don't need water bottles. You can fill up water from your tap into a reusable wa- a reusable water bottle and just drink that.
0: Yeah, most most of North America has safe, clean drinking water straight out of the tap. There are very few exceptions. And, and it doesn't taste like plastic. It doesn't taste like plastic. It, there's actually more regulations on tap water than there are bottling water or bottled water. So um, just spend a day doing a beach cleanup. You'll never buy a bottle of water again in your life. Well, maybe not, but it is eye-opening to actually like see it and pick it up and pull it from that habitat. So, yeah. but yeah, that was fascinating. The kids were um, very interested and involved in that. It's well, we m- do
1: beach cleanup at home too. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, we do. And, but our beach cleanup here is very different than what it is in Florida. Like here, I feel like I find fishing line and maybe bits of styrofoam.
1: I found lots of bits of styrofoam in Florida. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, because. I was actually going into the big pile. of Oh yeah, you of, were kind like, of at the base of the dunes. Well, and I was looking in, you can see where stuff washes up. So all of the, the it wasn't quite seaweed, but like seagrass and, um, and uh, like sticks and you know, dry wood and these types of things. Um, and inside of there, if you really get inside, that's where you will start finding microplastics and um, bits of styrofoam. So I found chunks of styrofoam, but imagine how much styrofoam breaks down to one little individual ball. I found so many of those. Yeah. And so they'll last forever
0: Yeah. If it's, you don't pick them up. It's kind of bonkers, the amount of trash it's that really you just don't balls. even realize that you're walking past on the beach. So, and let that be some inspiration <laughs> wherever you are going to the beach to actually like spend maybe 20 minutes doing a little beach cleanup before you lay down and relax. Not difficult and it has an impact. But, um, so we got to do that with the GTM Research Reserve and actually document what it was that we were finding and then return it back to them and they use that data for all kinds of stuff. They provide it to the state, they provide it to local schools, and yeah, it's worth doing. The last um, thing though that we got to do right there in the Ponte Vedra Beach area, um, it's kind of like beach cleanup, only it is more exciting and, um, yeah, we got to go shark tooth hunting. What did you think of that?
1: Oh, I thought it was really cool. Um, Kind of difficult at first, and I gave up, and I started walking down the beach until I just saw something. I was like, oh, maybe that's a shark tooth. And, well, yep, yeah, it was.
0: Here, this is the sound of shark teeth in a little container. Sounds like runts. It does sound like runts, but if you could see what I'm looking at, what I've got here is about... I don't know, 40 to 50 shark teeth. Um, what they look like, they're almost black, so they're mostly very dark charcoal really colored. Shiny. They're very, very shiny. So think about gosh, I, how many teeth do a shark lose a day? I forget. You're good at this. So they lose five the sharks lose five teeth a day. Now imagine millions of sharks in the ocean over a couple million years losing five teeth a day. That's an insane number of teeth. And because of how fossilization works, the teeth as they just roll along the ocean floor and wash up on the shores, those minerals are getting replaced with minerals from the water and from the sand around them until they become fossils. So you end up with these incredible, basically stone teeth. And once you understand how to see them, so what you look for, and we talk about this actually in the blog posts about um, the best things to do in Saint Augustine. I've got a whole section all about um, shark tooth finding technique and what to look for. But what you're looking for is something to catch your eye that is very dark and probably is pretty shiny and is probably gonna be partially covered by other shells. So because the shark teeth are fossilized, they're heavier than seashells. So they kind of fall to the bottom of the pile. So a couple things you can do is just walk around and just use your eyes and wait until something stands out to you, or you can get down and just kind of sift through it, kind of like your gold panning, and see what you find, and you'd be surprised at the number of teeth you find. Yeah. I'm looking at this wonderful little container. Oh, and there's more than shark teeth, too. Um, man ray teeth, right? Yeah, fossilized man ray teeth, um, other things that we're not exactly sure what they are, and then um I think my favorite find, was actually the fossilized prehistoric horse teeth so thinking about the oceans and just you know how long they've all been around um you get to kind of see the evolution of life just how
1: long have those oceans been around however long the
0: earth's been around <laughs> shut up <laughs> anyways it's amazing to be able to walk around and find fossils that's that's the point of the story
1: oh yeah it was the kids had a blast, yeah. and so did um, the people that were with us.
0: Yeah, it's 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 a great pastime. You can do it um, both in the southern beaches of St. Augustine, like Crescent Beach, is one that a lot of people recommend. Um, we did it at uh, Middle Beach at Pontevedra and the GTM Reserve. Um, I've also done it up at Mickler's Landing, which is a beach just to the north. It's just south of Jacksonville Beach, so it's if you're doing a Jacksonville trip, it's really easy to get there. And there's great parking and there's showers and everything there. Um, But yeah, it's a really cool activity. Unique to Florida, I feel like. I know you can also find a lot of shark teeth in South Carolina. And um, I'm pretty pretty sure up in Georgia and stuff too, but we've never just found them anywhere else. But yeah, add that to your list. Coolest souvenir we've ever come home with. And now we have a couple of quick hits for food to talk about. And then we're going to wrap it up. So the first one is um, a place we went to actually a couple of years ago and it's still there, still serving up all the same stuff. It still is awesome according to our friends that we were with. Um, it's called Aunt Kate's. It's on the Tolomato River, which again, that's you know, right there at the GTM Reserve. It's the Intracoastal Waterway. Um, do you remember what Aunt Kate's was famous for?
1: I think um, they had some. Uh, that's where I had a delicious
0: Menorcan clam chowder. It is. It's the first place we had Menorcan chowder. Mm-hmm.
1: And um, and also they have fried green tomatoes, which is something that's deliciously southern. And I also know that I had really delicious crab cakes there.
0: And there was one other thing that I thought you would remember. Shrimp. I do remember. I had shrimp. And the shrimp were great. So they. Sweet tea. No, that's never going to be good. No, but but so, they uh, like it in the South. I know. A lot of places um, on the North Florida coast actually get their shrimp from the Gulf instead of off the coast of Florida. So, yeah, little FYI. Um, but no, they had conch fritters. Oh, that's right. Conch fritters, yeah.
1: That, and, I, I, I did remember that, and I meant to say it, but left my brain for a yeah. second. Yeah,
0: so conch fritters and dattle pepper sauce. Yeah. More of the dattle peppers. But um, if you haven't had a conch fritter, I don't really know how to describe it.
1: Well, it's kind of like... Um, so first, tell, clam us, strip tell us what a conch is. It's
0: a snail. Yeah, there's no good way to say it. It's a I mean, snail. <laughs>
1: you know, well, I mean, you've got clams and oysters and snails, but a conch is a snail.
0: A conch is a snail. So they conks are larger snails. So they take the conch and they um, remove the fleshy bit and just kind of chop it up. Yeah. And then do they batter it or roll it in dough, dredge it? I think all of those ways.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think that they'll batter it. I think they'll put it in in like a chowder. I think they'll do many
0: different things with that. So um, I know that the sound of my voice makes it sound like it's not good, but they are actually pretty darn good. Yeah. They, they're not bad as long as you are done. Right. Yeah. They get an actual pretty good texture and, um, it's all about the dipping sauce that comes with it. So it ain't Kate's the daddle pepper sauce. Delicious. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And then across the street is another place where we were just at. It's, um, the reef. It's an oceanfront restaurant. And again, with the dattle Pepper Sauce it keeps on coming up everywhere. You have a funny look on your face.
1: They were right across the street from each other?
0: Yeah, you didn't know that? No. So when you leave the parking lot from the reef, you continue on to that road that literally is across the street. That ends at Aunt Kate's. Hmm. They're literally like right there. Like you could see yeah, one did, from the other.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize that was a couple years between.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Visits. So uh, that's the intersection to get food um but the reef was great too i really enjoyed their daddle pepper cocktail sauce it was great i actually that's
1: what came with my shrimp
0: i know it was tasty i enjoyed it (laughs) i put it on my pasta (laughs) which i don't think it was meant for that but it was super good yeah
1: yeah no that place was delicious amazing views right there i mean we we were just hanging out at the beach and stuff right there and then got to go um, have lunch. But um, also, really delicious chowder. Theirs was a spicy chowder, if I remember right, um, that had a little heat to it, uh, but it was also really delicious. And I remember uh, one of our friends that was there with us highly recommended their Gulf shrimp platter. And the shrimp was—it was just really amazing, and our son loves oh my gosh, his shrimpies, kills so the shrimpies. So he, he loves was them. so excited to have a platter of shrimpies, and, and but these weren't like—I mean, these were huge. And they were prawn-sized. The texture was perfect. They were, the batter was delicious, and with that uh, dabel pepper sauce, again, it comes back. It was amazing. Mm,
0: so, well, that's basically all that I had on the list of things that I wanted to share about both St. Augustine Beach and then the beaches at Pontra Vedra. Did you have anything else that you wanted to add before we wrap it up?
1: If if you need, if you're all of a sudden short of beach gear or beach uh, attire.
0: Oh my gosh. How did we not talk about my favorite store on
1: earth? I don't know. What is it called? Alvin's
0: Alvin's Island. So I just got really excited about this. So, I should have talked about this before. So Alvin's Island is this... It's like the beach superstore of St. Augustine Beach. And all of it... I, I would say superstore. It's a, it's a superstore. Anyways, all of their t-shirts, everything says St. Augustine Beach on it. Like that It's not like it's a national chain. It's very specific to St. Augustine Beach. But you can go in, get new swim shorts, get a tank top. Unfortunately, it is kind of fast fashion, so it's not... They're not um, the best quality sometimes like you can shop through and find some good stuff. But other than that, you're getting inexpensive beach gear. Um, But beach mats, beach towels, beach mats, beach towels, hats, hats,
1: hats, sunglasses,
0: beach toys, beach toys, toys, sandals. It's great. It's all inexpensive and it's, um, there's
1: many choices.
0: Yeah. We, we have had to stop in there several times. Um, we never want to recommend just buying stuff that is disposable but if you are in a pinch and you would like to be able to use beach gear, it is great beach gear that you can get inexpensively, and then you can leave it with your hotel. Did you have another? That's correct statement. Oh, okay. You tapped me like you had something else to say. Oh
1: no, no, I'm just stretching.
0: Oh okay. So then that I think wraps up everything that we wanted to share about um, St Augustine Beach and Ponte Vedra Beach. If we think of anything else, we'll add to this. Um, check out the show notes for links to a whole bunch of stuff that we're talking about and um, to check out some other episodes both about St. Augustine Beach and other podcast topics so have an awesome day and we'll talk to you later see ya go find sunshine I want sunshine two travel dads podcast is written by Rob and Chris Taylor and produced by Rob Taylor in Suquamish Washington If you would like to be a guest on the Two Travel Dads podcast or would like to sponsor it, go ahead and visit us at bit.ly slash 2 work.